0: Good morning, church, family, those here at Wildfire and those watching with us online. Uh, I'm just so excited to to share today and celebrate with you that here we are gathered together as a church on our third birthday, our third anniversary. Uh, Larkin, I don't know if talking about a three-year-old toddler, if that was a slight of my maturity level, but I'll let that one go. But anyway, um, we are excited as a church to really celebrate today what God has done. And then I'm also excited to share with you where we're going as a church in a new season of ministry and, and what's gonna be taking place here. And I truly believe that the best is yet to come and that things are just getting started here in the community. Now, when we set out to plant Mission Grove, it, it seemed crazy. And it's really it's really only crazy and, until it happens, right? So my wife and I really felt this call from God and. And some of you guys were crazy enough to join us in this call. And it really feels like that we were a nomadic church these first three years, doesn't it? That I counted it up and we've met in a combined uh, eight locations um, as a church in three short years. And so we started out in a home and then we outgrew the home and we went into a classroom. And then we outgrew the classroom. We came into the cafeteria. That was interesting because we didn't have any supplies yet. And so we were using the school projector and trying to like, prop it on textbooks to get it shining. And then we started to build some momentum there and that was awesome. And then uh, found out that the school was remodeling for the summer. So then we were back out and back in homes. And then it was there in homes where we went into our first host home and we were praying for God to move. And I read the passage from Ephesians chapter three, Paul's prayer, where God can do immeasurably more than anything we can ask, think, or imagine. And we read the verse and the host started crying. And I was like, that's a cool verse, but Feel like there's something more there and so we paused and said, hey what's going on and she replied i don't think you understand that a few years ago when we built this house we wrote that verse on the floor of this room and we prayed that god would use this house for ministry and a few years later we were gathered in that space in that room with that verse looking to start a church and so we were doing things like starting online devotionals, and, and so I would go to different spots around the valley and shoot a little devotional on my phone. We were working through the Gospel of John. And I remember right around Super Bowl time, I had some appointments on the west side of the valley. And so that day's devotional was the story of Lazarus and from John 11. And so I said, oh, this could be a Super Bowl moment for people, that people really just celebrate an eternal life, going from death to life. And so I remember I was standing by myself because it's the Cardinals and they weren't in the Super Bowl. Maybe this year, but at the time we were not as good. Okay, and so I was there. I was the only one at the stadium, completely empty parking lot, stadium in the background. I'm shooting the video and says, you never know when God will move and you never know when someone's ready to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. And I end the phone phone devotional and I turn and there's a person standing right there. I was kind of freaked out. And the guy was like, can I get a ride to Walmart? And I was like, uh, sure, and I'm looking around. Where did this guy come from, and like what happened? And then I noticed he has a Bible in his hand, and I was like, "Hey, I notice he had a Bible in the hand. What's going on?" And he goes, "Well, you know, our car broke down, so we're just waiting. And so I grabbed, uh, I grabbed this Bible out of the car that belongs to my brother. And I thought I'd just go see the stadium. And so I just walked over here. I didn't realize how far it was. So then I walked like a mile and a half, and I don't really want to walk back. And I don't really know what this says. And I was like, oh." Uh, so I can give you a ride, and do you want to know what that says? And he says, sure. And so there, um, in the car, in, going from the Cardinal Stadium to the Walmart, that's just like a mile and a half south of there, um, end up leading this guy to Christ, and we pray over his whole family, and then we go in to buy lunch from the McDonald's there, or Burger King, whatever the fast food place was in that Walmart, and praying. And I just remember thinking, okay, God, you're, you're in this church plant thing. That if you can put me on the west side of the valley in that moment, at the exact time that gentleman's walking, um, then I know you're going to be in this with us. And so we came back, we were in homes, we came back, then we launched in the school and we had flooding on our grand opening day. And basically we said, hey, if you can get here, church is open and uh and so we started passing out umbrellas and boats and uh getting through okay we didn't do that but um but the blessing was the rain canceled while it closed main roads it also canceled a lot of activities that day and so a lot of people who wouldn't normally come to church came to church that morning and and we were off and then we started to grow and we got really excited and so we started to launch home groups and so we rented out the community center and Clark was going to share his uh, preacher's First message to our church family. And right before he got up to preach, the manager said, Hey, sorry, accidentally double booked. It's also Caribbean music night. And so Clark went on to preach with steel drums in the background. Um, you know, you heard the keyboard behind Larkin during announcements. Um, just picture steel drums.
1: Ding, 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 ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. And uh, we got a lot of sign-ups for Bible studies that night. So that was good. And uh, And so then you know, we started growing and it was awesome. And so then we made big plans for the, to grow in the spring of 2020. <laughs> yes, the spring of 2020. So right there, um, 18 months into it, uh, global pandemic, things shut down. We were one of the, being a rented facility, we were in the, one of the first churches to close doors. And, but because we didn't own a space, we didn't have a space to go to. And so we moved uh, online for seven months and then we launched an online ministry and actually, in these first three years of a church, this little little church of ours has had twenty-seven thousand views uh, here on our YouTube channel, and people have watched um, gospel messages for two thousand seven hundred hours here in the community. Amen. We can give up for that. And so we didn't meet for about seven months, and then we were excited to say, "Okay, God, where are you taking us?" And and so we we're praying for an open door, and the open door was a bar. So because. That, that's what I had in mind uh, when I went to start the church, and so uh, we started meeting at Copper Blues Live, and we met there for almost a year, and we just embraced that season. Some of you are here in this room now because you came to us in that season, and so we even brought in a Christian comedian. It was a lot of fun. He said, "Now being a Christian comedian, normally I feel like I'm bringing light into a dark place, but now that I'm doing comedy in the church kind of feel like I'm bringing dark into a light place. And so it kind of works out. And so we just embraced it and we had fun. People would show up for shopping and brunch in Desert Ridge Marketplace and then say, what's this? And we said, hey, it's church. And they'd come in and then we'd dismiss. And on the other side of the restaurant, there'd be a cover band and mimosas. And so it's just not your typical church plant story, but it was our story. And And then just this last month, we got to move back into the school. And so we've been all over the map, but it's been so cool to see how God's moved, that so many of you here in this room have served and given generously of your time, your talents, your treasure, that people are here early setting up, tearing down, um, running tech, leading music, greeting, uh, helping kids and and leading our kids ministry. We've launched kids ministry, student ministry, young adult ministry, home Bible studies, women's ministry. And we decided early on as a church that we wanna be a church that changes the narrative because there's a lot of churches that are known by what they're against. And we said as a team and as a church body that we wanna be known by who we're for. And so right from the gate, we just told people that God is for you, which means we are for you and together we can be for the community. And so we started just to really reach out and, and love people and, just, and no agenda, just go out and love people. I started showing up to meetings, which I realized looking back that probably was creepy and I apologize. If you were in one of those meetings like when you go to a school board or school pto meeting where your kid doesn't go to that school um not not (laughs) looked well upon um but we showed up and after a while he's like hey um if we volunteer if we brought 20 volunteers and paid for that event would that help you and they're like okay what who is this person what is this church he said yeah we're a new church and we just want to love and be for the community and so we started serving and we started serving and so we started bringing meals to school staff. And we brought coffees to hospital staff. And we started sponsoring events like we're doing again here in the fall. And we started seeing God work. We did a crazy thing where on our one year anniversary, we did something called multiply the blessing. And we did a reverse offering. Instead of taking an offering, we passed out thousands of dollars in cash and we challenged people to go be a blessing in their community. And the stories that came back from that were incredible. And then when the pandemic hit and we didn't have a meeting space, uh, we took a leap of faith and, and we decided to reach out. And so we partnered with this organization called RIP Medical Debt, which buys medical debt that's normally sold to creditors, um, 100 to 1, so pennies on the dollar. And instead of um, collecting, we bought the debt and forgave it. And so we paid up because we gave $13,000, which represented over 50% of what came in that month, uh, that came in as a church. We gave that away. And because of that $13,000 gift, we were able to pay off $1.3 million in medical debt for almost 700 families in this community. That's pretty incredible, right? And it's because of people sitting right here. It's because that God is continuing to move. So we've done things like serving um, homeless downtown to buying TVs and laptops for a foster care transition house to, and I remember last Christmas, we filled an entire trailer with Christmas gifts for the Rodriguez family, who had multiple kids and family members battling uh, brain tumors and cancer. And so to get out there and to be the hands and feet of Jesus has been so incredible, and you guys are part of that, and that we continue to serve, continue to love, and I really believe that we're just getting started. And so as I look back over the last three years, what what I realized was really this one truth, And that is that making a difference is not about the size of our church, but the size of our God. And that if we really believe that God is big and God is real, and God has transformed and changed our lives, then we cannot help but go out into the community and to love others without an agenda. And to bless others and to be a blessing to others because God has forgiven and redeemed and freed us. And so we get a chance to bring light into this dark world. We need a chance to bring hope into a hopeless world. And people do that by setting up a chair, by greeting you at the entrance, by by having a Bible study at their workplace, by reaching out to their neighbors. And so you guys are living and breathing that because the church doesn't just have a mission, but rather the mission of God has a church. And that we have a big God and because we have a big God, we have a big faith and it's just getting started. Some of the verses that impact and really are the foundation for who we are as a church are verses like Mark 12, 30 and 31, which says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And that the second is this, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and there are no other commandment greater than these. This idea of loving God with all that you are, and then loving others the way that Jesus loved us, is just so freeing. I mean, as a church leader, it's been so fun to see because I've become friends with the area church pastors. And I've, I've realized that it's not an us first them, is that we're on the same team. We actually had several people come and ask about the church, and I shared the heart. And I got so excited. And I was like, oh, what do you think? And they go, "Yeah, it's not for us. Oh, thanks. Uh, I said, well, what are you looking for? And they shared what they were looking for. And I said, actually, you know what? You might really enjoy this church. Really? It's like, yeah, I'm friends with the pastor. Well, I'm going to call them, let them know that you're coming, and you go check things out. And they're like, that seems odd. I'm like, it is odd, but it's what we're called to do as the church, right? Like, we're on the team. And, and church, I'm seeing churches, um, large churches, small churches, um, work together, and pray for each other. And we're seeing unity, not uniformity, here in the valley. And Phoenix is growing, and, and it needs more churches, and it needs more impact. And we're seeing that happen. You know, Jesus, some of the last words he gave his disciples in Matthew 28, there, known as the Great Commission, said these words And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, when my wife and I set out to start the church, it seemed crazy, it seemed kind of wild. But I just kept hanging on to the fact that God was with us and that if God is with us, then we cannot fail. That God's glory and kingdom is bigger and that I'm going to trust in that and I'm going to walk in faith and, and that we did that collectively as a community. And so it's been so cool to see that God is with us every step of the way. And then just a few verses later in Acts chapter one, verse eight, right before he ascends to heaven, Jesus says, and you will receive power. That's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hang on to that phrase, to the ends of the earth. We're going to come back to that one in just a moment. But, but we see this boldness that comes. In fact, Paul, an unlikely guy to start a church, writes in, in, in Corinthians, it says in Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, since we have a hope, so because Jesus rose again, we are very bold. And that's the boldness. That's the kind of faith I want us to have as a church family. We're not perfect. We make tons of mistakes, but let's make bold mistakes. Let's make mistakes where we forgive each other and we take steps of faith and we see God move. Just a few verses later in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8, it says this. It says, the point is this. I love when he writes that because He can't miss his main point when he's writing. The point is this. Hey, mark this down. He says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. That each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And then I love this verse, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. You know, what I'm excited about as a church is the fact that making a difference is not about the size of our church, but the size of our God. And because God has risen, because he is alive, we are alive. And that we can make an eternal global impact right here at Wildfire Elementary, right here with Mission Grove. And it starts with you and it starts with me and it starts now. And so here's what I want to do. You know, we are celebrating what God has done. But now I want to share with you what God is doing and where we're going as a church. And so I don't just have one big announcement for you. I, I share that in the email. I actually have three announcements. And it's pretty exciting. It's a, it really represents a new season of ministry for us. So that we are expanding outside of a local gathering and, and reaching literally the world for Christ. So the first announcement I have for you is that, you know, we had a, a privilege of going down to Mexico in the spring to join another church and check out this really cool ministry called I-6-8. And in fact, a friend of mine named Ryan actually created a video highlighting that. So I want you to go ahead and check out this highlight video from the spring of a ministry called I-6-8. It has a variety of ministries. One of those is building homes. And that family you saw walking in for the fiesta was the family that we built a home for. Well, I'm excited um, to share with you that in march of 2022 that we are going as a church and we are building a home for our family and so you can mark the calendars here march 17th through the 20th it's right there on the edge of the two spring breaks of the local school district here and so we're going to go down and as a church we are going to build a home for a family and make a difference and begin a partnership with i68 can we give a round of applause for that it's awesome So it's kid-friendly. We're going to go down as our family, um, and so you can bring the kiddos and go down and make a difference, build a home and make a difference, and I'm super excited for that. Now, I mentioned to you in Acts 1.8, it says at the end that, it, that we're called to go to the ends of the earth, and, and Mexico is farther than Phoenix, um, but it's not the ends of the earth, and so the question is, what do I mean by that, and what are we going to do? Well, we've built a new partnership with this mission agency and this organization that is doing incredible works called the Timothy Initiative. And the Timothy Initiative actually comes from 2 Timothy 2, 2, that says, and the things you've heard from me, teach the faithful men, and the presence of many witnesses, and trust the faithful men who will teach others also. So there in one verse, you see four generations, Paul to Timothy, Timothy to faithful men, faithful men to others also. And so you see this idea of disciples making disciples, making disciples. And that ultimately that leads to churches, planting churches, planting churches. And so I want you just to hear uh, a message from the Timothy initiative and to hear a little bit more about what they're about. And then I'm going to
1: share with you what we're doing with them. Hi, my name is David Nows. About 10 years ago, I was in Asia. I went out to visit a village, just a little village. There in that village, I saw the young men out in the fields working. I saw the young women taking care of their children. I saw the older ladies cooking. The older men were just sitting under a tree talking. And the little children were running around doing what little children do, just having a good time. I noticed there were Hindu temples. I saw a mosque or two, but I didn't see a church. I asked my friend who was with me, where are the churches? And he answered, There is not a church here. There has never been a church here. There may never be a church here. Now, I already understood all of that in my mind that there were hundreds of thousands of villages all across Asia, not to mention the rest of the world, that had never had a church, ever. But that day something happened. The realization of it all moved from my head down deep into my heart. These are real people families people that jesus died for and it wasn't that they were rejecting the gospel they weren't rejecting jesus they didn't know who he was nobody had ever told them something happened to me that day it just broke my heart i didn't know what to do but i knew that we had to do something Well, I had some friends in Asia, some friends in the States, and we got together and a strategy was developed that today is known as the Timothy Initiative. It's real simple. We don't build buildings. We don't send people away to seminary. We don't worry about titles. We just lead people to Christ and then disciple them to in turn make disciples who make disciples. It's simple. It's reproducible. It's the book of Acts being filled with the Spirit, praying, loving people, going out and telling people about Jesus, and then training them to do the exact same thing. Jesus told us his very last words. He said, go make disciples of all nations. He did not say build cathedrals. He did not say develop big structures. He said, make disciples who make disciples. And that's exactly what we do. Uh, Is it working? Oh my goodness, yes. There are tens of thousands of churches that have been planted all over the world. Jesus told us that one day around his throne, there will be people gathered from every language group, every people group, every tribe, every nation, together with other partners that we work with. I can see that day becoming a reality. Man, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I believe we're going to see the task The Great Commission task finished in just the next few years. So I
0: love the heartbeat of the Timothy Initiative, and they're making a difference all over the world. And so we have a special guest with us here today, and so I want to invite up Gary Schneider to come up. Let's give a round of applause for Gary. And... Gary is going to share with a little bit more what the Timothy Initiative does, but then specifically what we're going to do as a church to partner with them with this
2: incredible um, initiative that's getting started. So, Gary. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor John.
3: What a privilege and honor
2: it is for me to be here on your third anniversary, especially Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 16, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You are a fulfillment of that promise and that prophecy. And uh, the amount of faith and boldness that is in this church is just thrilling for me to see, just to hear a little bit about your history and and where you're going as well. I'm so thankful that about six months ago, uh, the Lord brought Pastor John and I together at a coffee shop, right? That's sort of your office outside of the school here. (laughs) And as a result of that, we have been praying and strategizing and feel like the Lord is bringing us together, the Timothy Initiative with Mission Grove and perhaps a couple dozen other churches in the Phoenix area to launch a project of planting 4,000 churches in India over the next four years. And we're calling that Achieve 4,000. Why Achieve? It's an acrostic for a church in every village. So the Timothy Initiative has been around for 14 years. We work in 40 different countries. And just a week ago, Tuesday, we celebrated a milestone of our own in that we celebrated 100,000 churches planted in the last 14 years. So yes, praise God for that. And uh, so as Pastor John said, we're based on 2 Timothy. You're probably thinking, who's this Timothy guy? The Timothy Initiative It's based on 2 Timothy chapter chapter 2, and it's uh, the disciple of the Apostle Paul. Timothy is Paul's disciple, and Paul said to Timothy, go and make disciples, and then your disciples will be trained to make disciples, and their disciples will be trained to make disciples. So it's a multiplication effect. And uh, for the last 14 years, the Timothy Initiative has been about leadership training, about equipping marketplace believers or lay people, bakers and candlestick makers, in a two-year training process that equips them to be a disciple maker. So think of yourself, uh, if you're not a professional clergyman like uh, John and myself and Dave and Joy Reno are a huge part of the Timothy Initiative as well, sitting over here. So as a, as a typical believer in a church, you are given the tools, the training to know how to disciple people who plant churches. And uh, so that has been happening around the world for 14 years. And we're just so excited about this church and Phoenix area churches being a part of a strategy that we're calling Achieve 4,000. Our overall project is to see 350,000 churches planted in India in the next uh, 10 years. And that's because we've done a survey in the last uh, two or three years. We've been going around the whole country, and we have found out that there are 350,000 villages in India that don't have churches, and many of them don't even have believers. So as a part of this three-year celebration, I am inviting you, and I'm thankful that uh, Pastor John and I have uh, begun this collaboration to say, we want to plant 4,000 churches in India, in the next four years, it costs us about $333 to plant one church. That's to train the church planter and the oversight and the administration and the translation and the accountability. And so the total project cost and I have the proposal right here in my hand, it's about $1.3 million. But can you imagine in four years, we will, I believe, have planted a minimum of 4,000 churches and it started right here today on your third birthday. So thank you.
0: And so it's so cool to think and and you hear that 1.3 million. It seems crazy and it is. But guess what? It's not just us, right? It's churches coming together, organizations, individuals, people coming together for the greater good of God's kingdom. And so we're building a house in Mexico. We're planting churches in India. That's exciting, but I can tell what some of you might be thinking. Okay, John, but what about here? What what about here? We have needs here. Exactly. And See, we as a church, has never been about us. It's always been about reaching out and multiplying. In fact, our name, Mission Grove, comes from this idea that no single tree makes a grove, but a grove can start from just one tree. And here's the reality, though, that Phoenix is growing at a rapid rate, that by 2030, Phoenix is slated to become the fourth largest city in the entire country. At the same time, our population is rapidly growing. Spiritual engagement is rapidly decreasing. And that just in this area, 85 to 90% of people who live in this surrounding area of northeast north part of Phoenix um, aren't going to any local church. And so for me, it broke my heart. It said, we've got to do something. But again, it's not just us. And it's not just a grove if it's just us. And Doing further research, I heard from Pastor David Ferguson in 2018, as a study, research study done for an organization called Exponential, and he shared that of all the churches in the country, on average, only 4% ever reproduce or plant another church, as that they start a church and it stays. But in order to keep up with the needs of our country and the needs of our community and the growth of our community that it has to be so much more than us. And so I remember thinking when we were starting the church, someone said, okay, John, but do we need another church in this area? And I said, no, we need like 30, 50 more churches in this area because there is an urgency for people to hear and respond to the gospel. Well, the big announcement, the big news that I'm here to share with you today is that starting today, we officially joined the 4% and we are planting another church in 2022, yeah, we've been praying for three years that God would connect us with someone who has a heartbeat to plant that would that we can go through and and their calling aligns with our calling as an organization. That we can come alongside and support. Because some of you might think, well, whoa, we're still setting up, we're still. Uh, you know, a toddler church, you don't, you don't give keys to a car to a toddler, right? They got to grow up first. Here's the thing, church, is that there is a need, and that need does not wait on a building, and that need does not wait for someday. That need is today, and that if we're going to walk in bold faith, big faith, and obedience in Him, that starts with us, and it starts beyond us. We can't call ourselves Mission Grove if it's just us, but it can start, Right? And it starts today. And so I want you guys to meet our first church planners, Craig and Brittany Klauka. Let's give them a warm welcome. applause. So Craig, why don't you share with us a little bit about the church, what it's gonna be called, and where the church is gonna be.
3: Awesome. Surprise. Yeah, um, yeah. My wife, Brittany, and I—we have four kiddos in the kids program right now. Uh, we've been doing youth ministry for 13 years now here in the Valley. We love Phoenix, especially the North Valley, and we feel to the I-17 and 303 three area. If you just Google it, you'll see all sorts of developments that will be coming out there. They'll—they'll they'll be drawing within three to five thousand jobs in the next three to five years. So a church needs to be there. And that's where we feel called to be. Our church is called Grafted Church, and we just love the imagery behind it, that Grafted is this idea of joining together in the promise. And so we want our community around us there to join together and to know and follow Jesus. And that's been our heart cry for 13 years of youth ministry. And now we're just going to do it with bigger youth kids. So we're so thankful for John Craigle and just the friendship that him and I have over the past five years to trust us. And and uh, this is a huge blessing to be a part of this as well on your birthday. So thank you guys. So let's just, um,
0: you know, we're so grateful for Craig and Brittany, and, and you're going to learn a lot more details to come. But um, today, what this means is that, so Craig is coming, uh, really on staff with us for a season. And so you're going to see him around on weekends and he, See him preaching some and and learning. So, really, what this is is to get a front row seat to the process of church planting. And so, we are going to resource him financially, um, coaching, leadership. Um, He's going to be in Vision Arizona, which we're in Converge, which is what we're a part of. He went through the same assessment that I went through and was approved. And so, it's going to be launching a Converge Church, which is Mission Grove is a Converge Church. And so we're going to love on their family and we're going to support their family and we want to pray for them and we want to help them in every way, shape and form so that when they launch Grafted Church in 2022, we celebrate because when they win, we win. And when we win, God wins. And so we are going to start the growth in 2022, we're gonna start multiplying. And that this heartbeat is that we're gonna be a church that plants churches, that plants churches. And we're gonna see multiplication take effect. We're gonna see the valley transformed. And so it's gonna be a pretty awesome experience. And So let's give it up for Craig and Brittany. Here, let's thank them. And you have no idea what you're getting into. Okay, and uh, so here's what I'd like to do, is that if you guys could please stand. And how I wanna end this service today, is that I want us to uh, pray for them. And so if you guys would symbolically reach out your hand and let's pray for Craig and Brittany right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we just lift up the clouds to you. God, we thank you that they are living out their calling and walking in obedience to plant a church. God, I thank you that you aligned our paths, the cross at the exact moment, at the exact time so that we can come around them, support their family, love their family, coach and and, and serve and help them walk in that calling, because it's our calling. And that, God, it's never been about us. It's always been about you. And so help us to live out this calling as a community, as a Grove, because no single church is gonna reach this valley, but a grove of churches can transform this valley. And so we are excited to celebrate that today, that here, only on our third birthday, that we are ready to multiply and that we're gonna reach and transform this valley in your name, Jesus. And so we lift up Craig to you and Brittany to you and their kiddos, and may you just protect their marriage and their family. Provide financially and provide the space to meet and provide the people to support the way that you have provided for mission growth. Help us to love you more every day and then to be your hands and feet, to love people the way you have loved us. We lift their family up to you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Now, we share that this is a party. And, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate a party. So right before they walked up here, uh, we gave these guys confetti cannons and cannons. And so, um, sure, that's the right way. I'm sure it works. We'll find out in just a moment. And so they are going to kick off the party. And so what this means for us is as a church this is here today is that we have T-shirts for everybody. And so we're going to celebrate that. If you're watching online, put in the comments that you want a T-shirt. I'll follow up with you and send one to you. We got breakfast burritos and donuts and bounce house and, and a spot for photos and a lot of fun stuff. And so they are gonna do the honor and celebrate and kick off Grafted Church, as well as the celebration, the party us. but I need your help though, okay? So we're gonna all count it down together from five. We're gonna shout it out, all right? So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs>